following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on the BICBP Radio Network with your hosts, EZD Derek Jaws, T-Wave Taylor Sekaterski, Big Diesel Nick Yelich, Bold Claim Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I, as always, am EZD, Derek Jaza. I'm here with Big Diesel, back again from the abyss of being a busy motherfucker. What's up, buddy? Chilling like a villain, you know. Uh, you know, like football season starting, you're in the midst of starting coaching. Yep. Get the uh, boys are getting after it. Pa- the plastic's been popping the past couple days. So uh, we got to give a shout out here because our boy, Bold Claim, Ooh. has been really getting after yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we put the boy through the ringer, uh, got beat up by some big boys for a summer, and now he's beating up some big boys in college. So kid's doing well out there, and uh, hopefully we'll get him on the show one of these days when he's got a f- yeah. some free time. But Game week. They got Hobart Friday night Ooh. under the lights at uh, at AU. Let's go. Fiat Lux, or as the French say, Let's Fiat go. Fucks. Let's go. So we're here today to break down the last NFC division that we have yet to do. Uh, this has worked out really well that the last division will do will lead into week one of the NFL. It's almost like I planned it that way, but I didn't. Uh, that was complete. At one point, I was like, hey, we might have to do two divisions in one week. And then I like did the math and I'm like, no, I'm good. Just, just don't it just, perfectly. Just don't miss an episode. So um, this this division always feels like it should be better than it is, in my opinion. That's because early season, this division is always one of the weakest, and late season, they're one of the strongest. And it's the nature of of the the outdoor conditions that they usually play in, right? And I mean, I always want the Vikings to be better. The Packers are always at the top. The Bears' defense always keeps them close, and then the Lions just kind of hang out down there. But uh, it's it's such an interesting division for a different way than every other interesting division yeah, we've talked about. It's got about. a weird like, dynamic. It's it, got a it really very does. weird dynamic. Uh, we're going to start with the Bears. Um, so lost Kyle Fuller to the Broncos, brought back Allen Robinson, brought over Desmond Trufant, lost to Charles Leno Jr. to the football team, Bobby Meese to the uh, to the Broncos, Big Dick Mitch came to Buffalo, yeah. uh, which I'm sure they're loving right now. But uh, let's see what else here. Uh, they brought over Marquise Goodwin, brought over Jesse James. Uh, Buster Screen is unsigned. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Again, I, I don't have the list in front of me that says whether they retired or not. It just says whether they're on another team or on they resigned. I mean, he might just be a free agent. Yeah, very know, true. Hanging out and about. Uh, Cordell Patterson went to the Falcons. They brought over Jason Peters and Christian Jones. They brought over Jason Peters. They did. That's a stupid... Isn't he like 38? 39. <laughs> Jesus, even worse. Uh, he played 44.9% of the snaps with Philadelphia last last year. Yeah, because he's washed. Yeah. He was one of the greatest holders of all time. He's going to get into the Hall of Fame being one of the greatest holders of all time. Now it is just getting penalties. Yeah, because he's a little bit slower, so it stands out yeah. a little bit more. Um, uh, remember the days when he was a tight end, man. I'll never forget. <laughs> he came into the league as a tight end for the Buffalo Bills. He sure did, and then turned into a tackle that just did really well for a while. Apparently, I was right. never a fan. I really wasn't either. It, like 
Thought he was trash. He he always took penalties in Buffalo. He was a leaner. He was a grabber. He didn't have great hand placement. And then he went to Philly, and people were like, "Oh my God, this is the best." He got credit here yeah. too, though. He did, but I mean, like, I just remember during those days, like, "Oh my God, Peter's another penalty." Oh my God, Peter's exactly. another penalty. Like, Exactly. And then with with Philly, like it was like, oh my god, this guy is a world beater. I'm like, is he? Sure. Or is he a world holder? Or like, is yeah, exactly? Or is just Donovan and McNabb better than Drew Bledsoe? Probably. Um, let's see here. Uh, Roy Robinson Harris went to the Jags. Uh, they brought over Elijah Wilkinson, Andy Dalton, who we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Damian Williams came over from the Chiefs. Uh, Pat O'Donnell got a love a good kicker. Or a good punter sticking around. Especially uh, a Mick. Yeah. Demetrius Harris went to the Cardinals. Mario Edwards stuck around. Demir Bird. Uh, let's see. Uh, trying to look for anybody. Any other big name. Barkevius Mingo remains uh, unsigned. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I think I know why. <laughs> why? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Yeah, you can go, you can go Google search that yourself. Uh, let's see here. Love a good long snapper. Patrick Scales. Got resigned. The scaly motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, they brought over Mike Pinnell from the Chiefs. Rob Pinnell, go PLL, baby. Semifinals uh, this weekend. A little, little lacrosse shot out there. Yeah, I had to. Had to yeah, uh, I, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more here. Not a whole lot of big stuff. I mean, that's a lot because of, most of their roster was set. Yeah, and, and they really, really their was. biggest move was bringing bringing back a Rob and not resigning Mitch. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, what what more did you want from their defense? <laughs> Seriously. Top five, and they were the reason that they made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, very, very, very much so. Uh, I mean, and you look through, you, know, you look through this lineup and, you know, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, and Marquise Goodwin, that doesn't suck. They got Jason Peters listed as the starting left tackle. Um, Damian Williams isn't an awful running back. Do they still have... No, Jordan Howard's way gone. Yeah, um, uh, they got David Montgomery listed as the David number one. David Montgomery, that's who I was And thinking. then they drafted Khalil Herbert, which we'll get to their draft picks Tariq in a minute. Cohen still there as their third down guy? Uh, yes, he's currently on the pup list. Oh, uh, okay. Didn't know uh, that. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I like Cole Komet. Oh, I love Cole Komet. And, you know, Jimmy Graham is still in the league, apparently. Um. I mean, again, and again, that, that defense. They have, like, five tight ends. <laughs> they <laughs> One, two, three. Yeah, Cole Komet, Jesse James, Jesper Horstead, Jimmy Graham, J.P. Holtz, and then Scooter Harrington. Yeah, just in case, uh, you know, Scooter's there for some reason. Coach, am I going to play? I don't think so, Scooter. <laughs> Scooter, sit down and shut up. Collect the paycheck. Uh, you know, adding uh, Chris, I'm going to guess that's Chris, K-H-Y-R-I-R-I, yeah. Chris. Tonga, uh, to the like adding a starting defensive lineman to your already good defense. That's because they lost their one D tackle to the. I don't know. I've, you you mentioned it. I forgot his name. Um, but one of their starting D tackles left, so that's why they brought in Tonga. Roy Robin Robertson Harris. It looks like. Yeah, I think he was a nose. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, interior D line. If you're not Vita Vea or Haloi Nada in his prime, like. Yeah. Pretty easily replaceable, you know what I mean? There's that's kind of a dime a dozen position. Sure is. Yeah, you, could, you know, because you got those guys that are fire plugs. Yeah, their 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 job is to eat offensive linemen, yeah. so your other dudes can make plays. Star Latule. 
True story. Like now we didn't replace him, but we didn't try to replace him last year. Right. right? And and so. we saw and we saw for about seven weeks how how much that impacted our defense till we right. figured out a way to do it right. Also, can we point out the just real quick, shout out to Austin the stat man. Um how wide open was Tremaine Edmonds on all the run plays in the preseason when Styla Tule was in front of him? Weird, right? Huh. It's, right. al- it's almost like let's let's continue on with the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking through their draft picks, obviously, uh, round one pick eleven was Justin Fields. Uh, round two, they took Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. I do like that guy. Round five, Larry Baroom, offensive tackle from Missouri. Round six, Khalil Herbert, running back from Vautech. Round six, uh, Daz Newsom, wide receiver yeah. from North Carolina. Uh, the third round six. Thomas Graham, corner from Oregon, and round seven, Chris Tongan, defensive tackle BYU. So a seventh-round pick is currently listed as their starting nose tackle. Good for that. Listen, man, if, if you found a dude who can start on your defensive line in round seven, uh, I call that a steal and a half. Yeah, steal. And, you know, I mean, with the pieces they got on defense around. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Fuck it. You, you, that's, that's a position that you easily spend rookie contracts on and re-up because yep. you're paying Khalil Mack quite a bit. Oh, you got Roquan Smith's con- contract coming up next year. You know what I mean? So you're going to need to replace some pieces with rookie replacement level talent. Absolutely. The uh, The biggest story coming out of Bears camp is the Red Rocket has been named the starter for week one. Smartest decision Nagy's ever made. Which I, I agree with you. Uh, there are a lot of people who are talking that Mr. Fields has outplayed Dalton in the preseason. Yes. To which I say, there was a point that Nathan Peterman won our starting job in the preseason. Doesn't mean he's a good quarterback. Uh, I and I don't. I mean, you saw the hit that he took in, in against the Bills in the preseason. Yeah. That's a dude who's just not ready to read. I mean, and that's a basic blitz. Right. That's a I blaze, mean, he basic walked package. up on the line of scrimmage and and got a Fields free shot. Did not slide the protection towards. Nope. Yeah, I mean, look, it. obviously Fields has a lot to learn. He's a rookie, and he's got all the talents in the world. I know I was on record pre-draft saying he was going to be the best quarterback out of this class. Right. I still believe that, and I think the Bears is a pretty good situation for him. He's got weapons. He sure does. All that good stuff. But, especially week one, going into L.A. against the Rams, you really want Aaron Donald going up against your offensive line with a rookie quarterback? Right. Nope. This this is the... uh... Andy Dalton is not the starter. He's the sacrificial lamb. Correct. Is, is really what it was. But like, it's also like Andy Dalton, is he's been when the bullets are flying. You know you can throw him in there, and he's not going to be intimidated by an NFL team. Correct. And rookies can be. And it's not because Fields hasn't been in big moments. It's just, dude, it's the league. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just different. Yeah. Like, it, 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 yeah. it really is just different than what you're used to seeing from college i mean we talk about all the time like the jump in play the jump in speed like guys who are world beaters just with speed in college it doesn't translate to the no. nfl cj spiller is one of the greatest examples cj spiller electrifying in college had a great year for us the one year but he was the guy where he relied on getting to the outside and then down the sideline and if you took away his outside he couldn't run in between the tackles. I mean, Re- Reggie, Bush, Reggie was one Bush was one of the best running backs ever in college football, and it took him seven or eight years to say, catch on in the I NFL. Mean, like he, and he it was ended a, up being productive, but I mean, he was a third down running back. There, sorry, there were two squirrels fighting on the. I thought it was one really big cat. I was like, what the hell? Um, yeah, I mean, 
he ended up being productive, but it took him five or six years yeah. to catch fire. And it was kind of as like a, that hybrid Darren Sproles type back, right. not even They're a premier guy. Back. Yeah. yeah. You know, the guy that can catch you, get him in open space. I mean, and there, there was a time he caught it in open space and got murdered. <laughs> All time hit, man. Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? Um, I don't think it'll take very long for Fields to get the starting job. No. I would I would put that week five timeline on it if it was me. But This um, could also be similar to a Josh Allen, Justin Herbert situation where week two, yeah, like rookie's you're, getting the start. You're, you're not supposed to start, but someone just died, so here you go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's very possible. Um. It's that like I, I think they're going to be in the fight here. Um, maybe a fight for a wild card, but yeah, maybe. Um, it's going to depend on how if your defense can prop you up and if that offense can kind of figure itself out a little bit. Yeah, funnily enough, for all the credit Nagy got from KC and all the hype he got out of that, it just, it just uh, hasn't Tur- really come through offensively. It turns out those squirrels aren't fighting. Oh, <laughs> summer of love. Doing a little love shack on my neighbor's garage. Um, Make a little love. Uh, do a little dance. We're we're gonna move on Get to. Down, uh, <laughs> we're gonna move on to a team that I don't think did nearly enough to make any move at all in this division. Um, obviously, they were part of the big trade between Golf and Stafford, and I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, they don't have a good roster. They don't. And I like Dan Campbell. I I'm intrigued to see what a coaching change there does. But he reminds me of the um the O line dude who got hired by the Raiders. Okay. Tom Cable. Yes. Very much reminds me. I don't think he's gonna like punch his players like Tom Cable did. But he's got that same kind of like rah rah kind of rough and rowdy. Yeah. yeah. And not so much like Hey, if they're running weak ISO, maybe we should switch to a weak front. Right. You know what I mean? Um, this so this is interesting to me because obviously the Matt Patricia experiment didn't go well. No. Uh, and part of that, I mean, and you you're in the coaching world. I'm in the coaching world. We like you understand that like you have to coach to your team and to your players as much yeah. as you have to have your own style, and you can't do wishy washy bullshit. And it seemed like he went in there trying to go rule with an iron fist, the Patriot way, the Lions version. Yeah. And the first time someone bucked at it, he was like, "Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, that yeah. doesn't work. I'm sorry. Like you have to either stick to those guns or don't do it." Right. But but also the Patriot way, it's it's not exactly a replicatable feat. No. No, you, you, but like you, if you are going to try it, you have to sell out 100% to it. It's got to be like, yeah, I don't care that you're the most talented player on this team. I will trade you if you don't like it. Yeah. Like that just means I'll get good stuff back for it type thing. And you have to be willing to acquire assets. Yeah. And and you have to be willing to suffer for a few years to get what you want and get where you want to go. Um, But also in terms of that, I mean, the other thing about the Patriot way is like, they do a really good job of bringing in guys and playing to their strengths. Yes. And Patricia walked on to the Lions, and he, what strengths did they have? I think one of the moves that kind of told you where they were as a lost franchise was you drafted a running back who was claimed to be very, very good. And then you said, I'm going to sign Adrian Peterson and feature him. Oh. I mean, yeah, great, that's that's great, that's not great. Great move six years ago. Yeah, like <laughs> 2012, that would have been amazing, right? But uh, I also think it's funny now this year. Jared Goff uh, 
got traded for Matt Stafford. And I'm sure somebody handed him Stafford's injury list of his time in Detroit. And he went, <laughs> I'm in danger. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best usages of that meme, of that. Uh, Love that you just went verbal meme. Yeah, I, I, I had to in. go verbal meme. I, 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 po- I, I created and posted the meme myself on our Facebook page. So I had to I had to go for it. I'm here for it. Um, But yeah, no, he's going to he's going to take a couple shots. He sure is. Three. I mean, remember when you played for Jeff Fisher there at golf? Um, this is going to be a very similar experience, I think. Yeah. Where, where are the extra padding? Sometimes you have to move backwards to go forwards. <laughs> uh, they brought over Tyrell Williams from the Raiders to try to try to help, um, you know, bring <laughs> sure. over, bring over a 29 year old who didn't play at all last year. I was going to say, uh, obviously well, we just talked Desmond Trufant went to the bears. Justin Coleman went to the dolphins. They brought over Michael Brockers from the Rams, so Goff brought a friend. Uh, they lost Marvin. That jo- was hysterical. You remember that story, right? <laughs> yes. He came out in the public after Goff got traded and and said like, "Oh, Jared Goff wasn't that good." Real yeah. excited to play with Matt Stafford, and then he got traded to the Lions two yep. days later. Oh, hey, hey, man! <laughs> All time stuff. Um, they brought over Brashard Perriman, but did I just? He's either hurt or he got cut. One of the two, right? I mean, he's always hurt. Right. He doesn't I, have knees. I don't know if he has any cartilage left in his knees. I'm looking it up because I li- I just saw his name pop up in something yesterday. I mean, I don't he, he was one of those guys where, like, all the talent they in the world. They cut him. Yeah. They, they flat out cut him. He, all the talent in the world just could never stay healthy. And that, well, now at this point, he would be more better suited as a tight end, I think. But he doesn't have the body to hold up right. on the line. Yeah. Maybe in a couple of years he'll give it a shot. Not gonna happen. No, uh, he can go hang out with uh, the the creature that ate Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, Barry. <laughs> uh, Everson Griffin went to the Vikings. Jesse James went to the Bears. They brought back Nicholas Williams. They lost Chase Daniel to the Chargers because ah, uh, Chase Daniel. I love hearing the quarterback names that bounce around as backups. It's so good. Uh, Deron Harmon went to the Falcons. Danny Shelton went to the Giants. Christian Jones went to the Bears. Matt Pratter went to the Cardinals. They re-signed Romeo Okwara. Uh, Go Irish. They brought over Zane Gonzalez from the Cardinals. They brought over Darren Fells from the Texans. They re-signed Frank Ragnow. Uh, Jared Davis went to the Jets. They brought over Charles Harris. Let's see. There's a lot of lot of moves here. Miles Kilbrew went to the Steelers. Daryl Roberts went to the football team. Carrion Johnson went to the Eagles. A lot of people just leaving. Yeah. Well, they brought over Nicole Roby Coleman. Ah, nice. And Dean Marlowe. Dean. Oh, I did see that uh, yeah. in the preseason. He actually looked good. Yeah. I like Dean Marlowe. I do, too. And, you know, I mean, you're sitting behind probably the best safety tandem in the league, so go go get your bag, I right. guess. At this point, if you haven't learned anything from Micah and Boyer, then, yeah, the screwed. Uh, the, the long snapper report, Don Malbach is not signed. Uh, boo hiss. Him and Adrian Peterson are hanging out, being salty about it. Yeah, Adrian um, Peterson's beating his kid just because of that. <laughs> maybe. Uh, Reggie Ragland, they lost him. Went to the Giants. Yeah, fair. Uh, I'm, I'm shocked he's still in the league. No kidding. Russell Bodine remains unsigned. They had Bodine. They did. Huh. Kenny Galladay obviously went to the Giants. Uh, looking for anything else? Of Jamal Agnew went to the Jags. And that looks like it's uh oh Kareth Kareth White came to the Bills and then got cut and then got cut. All right, so hit me with the draft. So the Lions draft. Uh, they they took Penny Sewell, 
offensive tackle from Oregon. Not as good as Slater, but continue. Then in the second round, they took Levi Anwazurike, defensive nice. tackle from Washington. Nailed it. Uh, round three was Aleem McNeil, defensive tackle from NC State. Another round three was Afatu Melifanwu, cornerback mm-hmm. from Syracuse. Yep, he's uh, actually really good. Fourth round was Amonra St. Brown, wide receiver from USC. Yep. <clears throat> he looked good in camp, apparently. Uh, yes, that's why I, I did see that as well. Uh, Derek Barnes, linebacker from Purdue in the fourth. And then they jumped all the way to the seventh and got Jamar Jefferson running back from Oregon State. All right. Well, they're certainly a team in the NFL. They sure are. I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure they know what that means. And they're probably going to finish fourth in this division again, unless Jared Goff has some kind of weird career resurgence. Uh, I was talking to somebody about it, and I don't remember who. But we were talking about how, like, Goff just isn't that good. And, you know, he was a world beater. Definition of a system quarterback. Oh, God, yeah. And, you know, he was really good, got paid, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, my God, why isn't he doing as well? And I was like, well, he got paid, and then Bill Belichick figured out the easiest way to beat him was to not let the coach call the defense or call out the defense for him. And and he never was good again. Well, I mean, they just, for some reason, that, that one year, everybody decided to play man coverage against the Rams. Yeah. And then in the Super Bowl, they, they got zone coverage, and they've been kind of booty since. Looking through. But here's the thing about Goff, man. Like, Goff, he does have a decent arm. He has a decent processor. He's not dissimilar to an Andy Dalton yeah, or Nick Foles on the Eagles kind of thing. He's probably not going to be the reason you win, but he probably won't be the reason you lose. Right. Unless he's just under pressure all day. Uh, looking through this depth chart, uh, starting wide receivers are Khalif Raymond and Terrell Williams. Sure. Uh, with Tom Kennedy and Quintez Cephas backing them up. Sure. I've heard of all those people. Yeah. <laughs> They're, uh, so, obviously, TJ Hawkinson, Daryl Fells, and DeAndre Swift are obviously their offensive prowess. Yeah. Going um, with the old double tight end running back uh, <laughs> offensive power. With with Jason Cabinda as a fullback. Cabinda? Cabinda. 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 Whatever, Cabinda. sure. Cabinda. Who cares? They're going to finish in fourth. Gabagool. Um, Gabagool. So that's your uh, that's your Lions. It's going to be it's going to be fun to watch everybody else in that division but them. I'll watch the Lions. I got no I, problem watching the Lions. They got nice jerseys. Uh, yeah. Aesthetically pleasing. I, I honestly, not even the jerseys, just the helmets. I'm very glad they went back to like the old style Lions. Yeah, I agree. Back when they hit the Joey Harrington era was that was a tough uniform time for the Lions. Yeah. The black, the black did not work. No. No, it did not. Shout out to Ben. Graphic design talk right there. There you go. Love that. Two shout outs, Ben. You got nothing to complain about. Right? We should just sponsor that kid. Jesus. He wants he wants chilies or Applebee's, dude. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, want us. I, I know he does. <laughs> oh, boy. So uh, we're going to move on to the Vikings here because obviously we're going to talk about the most interesting team every offseason last. Uh, so Vikings had a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid offseason here. Brought over Patrick Peterson from the Cards, re-signed Anthony Barr, brought over Sheldon Richardson from the Browns. They did lose Anthony Harris to the Eagles, Kyle Rudolph to the Giants, Riley Reef to the Bengals. Uh, they brought over Stefan Weatherly and Everson Griffin from the Panthers and the Lions, respectively. Uh, they lost Shamar Stefan to the Broncos, 
brought over Mackenzie Alexander from the Bengals. Dan Bailey remains unsigned. It's unfortunate. Meh. I don't know why it's unfortunate, but it is. For him, it's unfortunate for him. He's probably not getting paid. Yeah. I don't think he's, he's that pissed <laughs> at this point. He, he's been around for a while. Yeah. Uh, Eric Wilson went to the Eagles. They brought over Bashad Breland from the Chiefs. Uh, they lost Mike Hughes to the Chiefs. They brought over Nick Vigil from the Chargers. Brought over Delvin Tomlinson from the Giants. Resigned Rashad Hill. Uh, Sounds like a whole lot of old to me. Uh, let's see here. Running down the list of ages 31, 29, 31, 29, 32, 33, 27, 34, 30, 28, 20, 33, 27, 29, 20. Oh, okay, so Jeff Gladney, a corner who played 89% of their snaps last year, is unsigned. Nice. Um, <coughs> they traded Mike Hughes, a 24-year-old corner, to the Chiefs. Sounds like a whole lot of old to me. A whole lot of old. <laughs> They did bring over Mason Cole, who's 25, and a center. Sure. And Ido Smith. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, brought over D.D. Westbrook, who played 1% of the snaps last year. For the he Jays. was hurt. Yeah, that's true. He was on my fantasy team. He was hurt for a while. Uh, let's see here. Anybody else worth noting? <laughs> they lost Afidi Adembigo. Great name. Right. Uh, Xavier Woods came over from the Cowboys. Because, you know, I want guys from the Cowboys from last year because their defense was so good. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, not a whole lot of big splashes, but, like, those first three don't suck. No. But, um, I mean, Minnesota, their Super Bowl window, if you want to talk about Super Bowl window, was back when they had Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. And. Then he shattered his leg. They had a very, very young, good defense. And now, here we are. You know. And that's really the thing here because you look at their depth chart and they have good receivers. They have a good running back. If they hit, if they if they make a run, this will be like the Eagles. Yeah, where it's, yeah, this will, it's it's the very end of the window and and they just they get hot at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, again, Jefferson and Thielen are good. Right, Dalvin Cook's but one Thielen's of the best in the league. Up there he is, but and like which is why he's a good number two. You know, he's a guy you still got to respect, but he's not right. the guy anymore. Uh, which Jefferson obviously took over that role. Um, I mean, their offensive line doesn't suck. You, you no. got to have, have a good offensive line if you have one of the best running backs in the league because right. he wouldn't be putting they up the do, numbers. They run, they run a very, very good power run game. Um, Delvin Cook, having Delvin Cook definitely doesn't hurt that either. Yeah. I mean, look, looking at their looking at their secondary with Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, Xavier Woods, and Bashad Breland, that doesn't suck. They're a little old, but it doesn't mean, suck. Peterson has not been good in – or Patterson, sorry. Patrick Patrick Peterson. Patrick what am Peterson. I talking about? It's regardless. early. I got, yeah. I got you out of bed a little earlier yeah. today. Regardless, he hasn't been good for like three years. Right. He's like a good punt returner now. But he's, he's, all, but he's also that guy like he – on this defense, it doesn't look like he's the guy they're leaning on either. Right, so. but still. But still. I, I agree with you. I mean, maybe a nickel corner roll – uh, let's see. They have honestly. I wouldn't be shocked to see Patrick Peterson transition to a free safety at some point. Because once he starts, I mean, he's already slowing down, right? And at this point, it's it's going to be more. Hey, man, you're a pretty smart guy. You've been around the league for a while. Let's stick you back there and go make some plays, right? Do some Charles Woodson shit. And who doesn't love doing Charles Woodson shit? I mean, honestly, yeah, especially on a Tuesday. <laughs> Maction Tuesday. <laughs> 
Um, so uh, Minnesota in the draft had quite a few picks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They had eleven picks with no seconds and no sevenths. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, so they took Christian Derrishaw, mm-hmm. offensive tackle from Vautek. Then in the third, they took Kellen Mond, quarterback from Texas A&M. They took Chaz Surratt, linebacker from North Carolina. Uh, Wyatt Davis, guard from Ohio State. I like Wyatt. And Patrick Jones, defensive end from Pittsburgh, all in the third round. Then they took Kenny Nawaganyu, running back from Iowa State. They took Cameron Bynum, corner from California. Uh, they took Jarius Robinson, defensive end from Florida State. And all in the fourth. And then in the fifth, they took Amir Smith-Marset, uh, wide receiver from Iowa. They took Zach Davidson, tight end from Central Missouri. And then in the sixth, they took Jalen Twaman, the defensive Jaylen tackle from... Twatman? Twatman, uh, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. So... Uh, I mean, yeah, they're stocking up their old roster with rookie depth talent yeah. at the spots you need to do so. Absolutely. And, I mean, we I've, I've said this on almost every single episode. This draft is going to be such a crapshoot. It wouldn't surprise me if some of the th- thirds and fourths don't end up hitting. Honestly, hitting yeah, big. having an active middle rounds in this draft was probably the move. You know, because you know? you're, not, you're not blowing your load on potential, like, first-round busts that you didn't really get yeah. to see play. Nobody likes blowing loads on busts. Right. Busting loads on what, what yeah hey that, it's all it, you know what we're saying you that's we're that, saying. that it's all something different though that's it's not that kind of show i mean sometimes yeah this is a family show <laughs> allegedly um at least you don't have to put a bumper at the front of this one yeah. yet <laughs> we'll see about that yeah i catch you on the right week we might have to <laughs> yeah. um yeah i mean the vikings they're very much the bears they're going to muddle in the middle of this division. They might push for a wild card spot. And a lot of that, I think, depends on what happens with the cards, the Niners, the Seahawks, and the Rams. Like, I, I mean, this the Minnesota team is what the Minnesota team has been since Kirk Cousins has been there. They ride and die with Kirk. You have to ride and die with Kirk. Like, that's when Kirk is on, they're on. When he's not, it's going to be a tough one. Very much so. Yeah, that it's so tough, man. It's such a. It, it's, it's part of the reason why I, I enjoy. It's the Doctor like, Jekyll, Mister Hyde thing, right? And it's why I enjoy fantasy leagues that like our point per completion and stuff like that because you ride or die with your quarterbacks, like every NFL team does. Right. Um. So I mean, that's that's interesting, and it's going to be. I, I always I want them to be better. I don't know why. I, I like the Vikings and I yeah. want them to be good. And they're, they're just got great not uniforms. Great. Their new stadium is sick. Their fans are great. I love the skull chant. Oh, Dalvin God, yeah. Cook is so fun to watch. Um, and then they just kind of are lackluster after that. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're they're the Minnesota at, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, at the at, at the part of like having to play football and being enjoyable to watch and easy to root for. That's where they struggle. Right, but the I, rest of it they do great. I wanted the I wanted. If Gardner Minshew moved, I wanted him to go there. Yeah, I'm a big Gardner truther. I don't know why. Oh uh, yeah, what do you? Because he has a sick mustache and rocks jorts. Right. He Talks also about smoking marbs. He also uh, has some of the best quotes in yeah. NFL history Having already. Pooped in two months because he doesn't. He's not QB number two. Yeah, because because there's no number two in my world, uh, or because number two is not an option. I mean, that's probably why he wasn't moving around really well. He was just loaded <laughs> up with shit. Um. But yeah, like I wanted to see. I I think he's at least as good as Baker. Yeah. Uh, and I saw an interesting stat line the other day. He's actually put up almost identical stats to Baker on the but, Jags, on, like 
on the Jags and in college when he played for Washington. And Washington State, come on now. Yeah, Washington Go Cougars. State. But like he put up the same numbers as Baker. Baker went to a huge college with a ton of talent. Right. And you know, then now he's on a team that's top to bottom loaded. And Minshew's just been doing the same exact thing and getting no love. Gardner like, might be the next Fitz. He very well may be. I want him to that catch. That might be why you like him. I, very well maybe. I want him to catch onto a good team earlier than, like, I don't want him to be in, like, year 17 like Fitz is and being like, oh, this is the best roster I've ever been on. Damn, I feel old. I like, hate. I really hate to break it to you, but I'm pretty sure that's the track he's on. Uh, I know. It's depressing, <laughs> isn't it? A little bit. I just, I, I just, but I'm also really, really excited for Gardner time. Like every year, you know, where he's going to be on the backup on some team and then like get the reins. It's going to be great. He's, he's going to be starting in Philly by week seven. I, I hope so. That's, that's going to, that's going to, I'm throwing my bold claim on that. Love one. that. Gardner Minshew starter. You, in Philly. Your only, you, on the only bullet claims you make is that the Jets are going to win a, a week early <laughs> and then just quarterbacks are going to, going to go down and the backup's going to start. <laughs> I love it. I couldn't believe how bad I crushed that last time. <laughs> the reasoning was wrong, but I was spot the fucking yeah. two and three with yeah. Andy Dalton under center in week six. It was great. It wasn't great for Dak, but no. Um, no. So moving on here to the Packers, who are going to win this division, barring um, Rodgers breaking his leg. Or Adams. Yeah, no kidding. Um, they re-signed Preston Smith. All right, here's a hot take. I don't think the Packers are that good. They're not. They're just the best team in this division because... Are they? I think so, yeah. Just because of Rodgers? I think so. All right. I think between Rodgers and Adams, you're... They're they're gonna they're just going to do enough to win the division. And right. if Rodgers is hot in the, in, you know, later in the season, they'll make a run to at least the, the second round. That's just me. Resigned Preston Smith. Uh, they brought back Randall Cobb at the behest of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, because apparently when you're going to listen you to your friend, yeah, you're going to listen to your franchise quarterback on one thing. And it's going to be bringing back Randall Cobb after drafting Amari Rogers. Right. Um, they lost Corey Lindsley to the chargers, Christian Kirksey to the Texans, which I don't think Kirksey's a huge problem because he can't stay healthy. Nope. Um, brought over Devondre Campbell from the cards. He's pretty good. Dennis Kelly from the Titans. Ricky Wagner remains unsigned. Brought back Devin Funches, Mercedes Lewis, and Kevin King. They lost Josh Jackson to the Giants, Lance Taylor, or Lane Taylor to the Texans, and Tavon Austin to the Jags. Jared Veldier, Damon Harrison, Tyler Irvin, Billy Wynn, and Kamal Martin are all unsigned, as is James Burgess. They brought over Isaac Yidem from the Giants. They lost Mar- uh, Montrevious Adams to the Pats. Brought back Tyler Lancaster, great name. Boo. Uh, boo. Uh, they lost Perry Nickerson to the Vikings. Uh, they re-signed Robert Tanyan, Will Redman, and Chendon Sullivan. They lost Jamal Williams to the Lions. Josh Lovett is unsigned. Brought back Alan Lazard. Uh, Kadar Holman went to the Texans. Brought back Aaron Jones. They lost Tim Boyle to the Lions. Because, you know, we've got all the losing backup quarterbacks that I've never heard of. Uh, Raven Green. Went to the Bucks. Why did he not go to, to Baltimore? If your name is Raven, you have to play in Baltimore. Yeah, I thought we it had should this be a rule. discussion like two weeks ago. Yeah, with somebody else. Yep. Actually, maybe when, were you on them when we did the Bucks? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Yep. Uh, and then Yashua Nijman, Randy Ramsey. What was that one? Can we, can we, can we go back? Y-O-S-U-A-H. Yashua. N-I-J-M-A-N. Yashua Nijman. 
Najam. Najam. Nope. Man. M-A-N. Najman? Sure. Uh, Randy Ramsey, Malik Taylor, Cabino, Ento, Delantre Scott, and Jake Hansen all re-signed. And they all played a combined less than 20% of snaps last year. Yep. Sounds about right. Yep. So it sounds like, and again, this is that somehow the Packers did next to nothing. And they did Packer things. They did Packer things. They weren't sure if. Well, it's tough when you have like 50,000 owners and they all have to agree on the move to make. (laughs) No kidding. And your franchise quarterback wants to like flex his paycheck in front of you. Like, I mean, he's uh, he's out after this year. He's got to be right. No, I mean, that's that's the deal. The deal is he's gone after this year. That's the only reason he came back, allegedly. Right. So, I don't know, man. I'm also kind of at the point where, like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is sick and all that, but, like, he's clearly hamstringing your team. And he has been for probably about a decade. I know. Now, granted, their offensive uh, – well, not offensive, just their, their front office hasn't exactly helped him out. But at the same time, like – and, like, it – it's not just that they haven't helped them out. It's like the way they've done it. They're kind of been spiteful. <laughs> they're kind of been spiteful. This, this, is, this is like... But honestly, I, I, I don't think that they're being spiteful just to be spiteful. I'm pretty sure they're being spiteful because Rodgers is kind of a dick. and he Oh, he very much so. Hamstrung him for years, and now they're like, listen, man, like... Just we're going to do our thing at this point because fuck you. Like, this, this is your high school girlfriend... Cutting up your favorite hoodie after you that's break up. That's a perfect analogy. Like this, it's this, literally this, high school is. drama. Like that's this why is. I could never buy into Aaron Rodgers being the greatest quarterback, the most talented quarterback of all time. He's so much drama. So our 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 boy Taylor would tell you that Aaron Rodgers is not half as good. Um, and in, he brings up the fact that he always like all a lot of his highlights are game-winning drives and game-winning throws and Hail Marys and everything like and if you were so good win the game outright like don't have to win it on the last drive don't okay. have to win it in the well our boy Josh is also really good at that so. right but he also dominates people so um but like so this yeah but at the, I'll, I'll go on that because Josh and other quarterbacks um they got swagger they don't have arrogance yes and Aaron Rodgers is wildly arrogant. Yeah, and and you can kind of see it in... So, after the game on Saturday, Josh walked up and gave Rodgers a hug. And Rodgers, like, did this weird, like, hands-off-his-back, like, get-off-me-kid type hug. But the funniest thing about this was last year's draft. When Rodgers went and said, I want help on offense, I want weapons. And... Low key, the Packers were like, "We've gotten you weapons, and you bitch about them all the fucking time." Yeah, like, and then they leave, and you're like, "Well, I really like that guy." Yeah, well, like, but you bitched about him for so for four, like so quick the- story. Well, quick story. So I had a very similar situation to that. Okay, I was four years old, right? <laughs> Good God! My grandfather and father took me to a Bison's game, and got me ice cream and all that. Yeah, yeah, you heard it right. You went to a like your your dad knew it was a baseball game, right? Correct. Okay. So I was sitting there the whole game, four years old, bored out of my mind, going, when are we leaving? When are we leaving? Can we leave yet? Is the game over? Are we leaving yet? And then we left. And as we're leaving, I looked out at the field. Somebody hit a dinger. And I go, why do we leave? Right. That's Aaron Rodgers with his weapons. Very much so. He's the same as four-year-old Nick. That's tough. 
That's a tough scene. And, and at the same time, the Packers are the redhead named Christina I dated in, in high school who was like, oh, remember your favorite hoodie? I cut it into a crop top. You want it back? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the, that's, oh, you you want a weapon? Yeah, that's the dynamic. We, we took Jordan Love. What? <laughs> like, and then he, Honestly, Jordan Love might be a sick receiver, but <laughs> dude, the, he's the, a big guy. The, the, the best part about that is Aaron Rodgers was as mad about the pick as he was about the fact that he found out when it was announced. Yeah. Like, they didn't even call him, like, hey, yeah. man, listen, like, this. Hey, heads up. Just so you know. Uh, so, uh, like, this whole thing is just funny as all hell. Um, And then first round of the draft, corner, Eric Stokes from Georgia. Uh, yeah, the uh, the most project defensive back in the draft. Yes. Which uh, they did with Kevin King. Yeah. And that's. Not worked out. Right. Uh, second round, they went offensive line Josh Meyer from Ohio State. Uh, third round, they, t- they did take a receiver, uh, Amari Rogers from Clemson. Yeah, he is good. But then they brought back Randall Cobb, and now you got two guys who are true slots. Right. Uh, fourth round, they went offensive line Royce Newman from Ole Miss. Uh, fifth round, defensive line Tadrell Slayton from Florida. Fifth round corner, Shamar Jean Charles from Appalachian State. Yes, more corners. Offensive line, Cole Van Lennon from Wisconsin. Shocking. Linebacker, Isaiah McDuffie, Boston College. Yeah, McDuffie. Now, shout out to McDuffie. I got a hold of him when he was a freshman in high school and I was a senior. Yeah. And we absolutely whooped him. But obviously, (laughs) like, now he's like a grown-ass man. Right. Like, I was looking at him on TV. I was like, wow, he was definitely not that big back when I saw him. (laughs) That's where the little freshman I whooped up on got big. Holy hell. (laughs) I'm glad I graduated. traps got traps. (laughs) Uh, Seventh round running back, Kylan Hill from Mississippi State. And that is the draft class of ye old Packers. Uh, looking through this depth chart, obviously you got Devonte Adams. Then they got Marquez Vantes, or Valdez Scantling, MVDS. Yeah. Then Alan, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb behind them, Malik Taylor, and <laughs> Equinamius St. Yeah, Brown. Yeah, go Irish. Uh, That's uh, Amon Ra's brother. Yes. Um. Yeah, so uh, rookie at is going to be starting at center. It looks like. Oh yeah, they let the dude their their stud center walk so they could pay Aaron Jones. Right. Uh, obviously, Aaron Jones came back. AJ Dillon backing him up. Rogers under center. Uh, Robert... I hope AJ Dillon's going to be sick. Dynasty fantasy pick for me. Right. Um, he's a big dude, man, but he can move. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not Derrick Henry big and can move, but right. But yeah, still, I mean. I mean is give he, the, me, one, is give he me the one that they've been showing a lot of pictures of like, holy shit, this dude's calves are huge? Yes. Or his quads are huge? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he literally is just a thick, thick dude. He's not like... Number I one said, thick boy? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like Eddie Lacy, but athletic. <laughs> Eddie Lacy before he found out what a cheeseburger was? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and then became Cheeseburger McEddie? Yeah. I mean... Oh, yeah. uh, what, a, what a great run that was. That was a, that was oh a time to be God. alive. That dude came in like... This dude's going to be the bus 2.0 yeah. next year. This dude ate the bus. <laughs> um, I mean, they, him up like, a D-tackle. No, nothing to call home about defensively here. But, I mean, maybe that's why Rodgers has to come from behind all the damn time. When have they had a good defense? Oh, when they won the Super Bowl. Right. Hmm. Right. Wild. Well, and maybe that's why Rodgers wants to bring back dudes who have been retired for three years. Yeah, because he's just desperate to have guys he knows could play defense. <laughs> I'm just desperate to play with people who like me. (laughs) 
well, maybe you shouldn't be a dick. <laughs> right? Stop being such an asshole. Oh, man. I am excited. So uh, that's 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 the wrap on that. And that was actually one of the quicker divisions we've gone through, mostly because they didn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, the big talk was obviously the trade. I mean, yeah, the Bears and the Lions really didn't do jack shit. This no, offseason. they got golf. That was it. Yeah. Between the two of them. <laughs> Goff and Andy Dalton, the big moves. Love it. Um, <laughs> Stacking up the competition for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, boy. So uh, what did you think of the preseason this year? What did you think about, about the three-game schedule? I like it. I know everybody hates the preseason, and my biggest thing is is for the guys who are getting cut, they need film on NFL teams or something similar. Yeah. Especially the guys from smaller schools and stuff. Like Everyone's like, Ah, preseason's useless. These games don't matter. To those guys, it matters. And to me, it matters because, like, I want to see some of those guys go get paid. Yeah. Like, I played D3 football. So some of the guys I played with went and got tryouts for camps and stuff. And, like, that's, yeah, I obviously want to see those guys do well. Right. You know what I mean? I I know people who like that. Yes. So that's, I I enjoy the three preseason. I don't think we need four. No. We could probably get away with two. And then if you're going to get rid of the preseason, my only thing is run a minor league during the same season as the NFL. Yes. And I know we talked about this a lot, but also the spring and summer leagues, they don't they don't float. They don't go. Everyone else has something else to do, like baseball season or NHL, NBA playoffs. You know right. what I mean? It's you're, tough you're competing to compete with, with too that. much. Like right so now. Don't exactly don't compete with don't compete with college football and NFL. Do like a Monday or, or not Monday, but like a Tuesday night development yeah. league yeah like run like tuesdays and wednesday nights like those be your two game nights four four to six teams yeah let it, let it ride right like you get you basically you pool your practice squad maybe it's like afc east team right which is kind of weird but you right. pool your practice squad with the other teams in the division and then yeah i mean even even if you wanted to just to fill it out you could do like each like two divisions pair up and they have a team right like and you have guys that are under contract by you. Similar to NFL Europe. Yeah, but they're playing football. They're playing real games with like under real a real right. coach. Like you're basically like your, your next in, your next yeah. in line coaching staff. You could get Ken Dorsey working OC on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Right. Yeah, I, I like that idea. And you know, there's a lot of people with some of the injuries that happen every year in preseason. It was it, 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 you hear it every single year. Oh my God, we, we preseason stupid. Preseason stupid. Preseason stupid. Well, last year we didn't have a preseason, and when people started getting hurt in droves at the start of the year, oh also, my god, we need a preseason! Oh my god, we need a preseason! Like, and, and the other thing last year too, not I mean there wasn't crowds too, but defenses struggled because they didn't have install time, they didn't have proper game plan time. I mean, look at what the Titans did to us with fourteen days of rest, right, and pre- preparation. Like that's the that's the thing that the casual fan I don't think fully understands is like. These are the greatest football minds in the league, right? They need that time to properly install and get the guys where they need to be so that they can make plays. Yeah. I mean, look at man, look at look at all of the growth from our rookies on the D line in preseason. AJ Epinesa didn't get that last year. No. He was a- thrown in. A- AJ Epinesa. You want to talk about a guy who well, we'll talk about it next week. A guy who's gonna have a breakout. This dude has the most disgusting one-arm stab in the fucking league right now. I, Until Greg I, Rousseau figures it out. Right. <laughs> I, I watched him one-arm an offensive tackle back into a quarterback and then swat the ball with the other hand. It was Khalil Mack-esque. Yes. But he's bigger. Yes. It, like I, I literally watched yeah. that and was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, uh, I don't know if you saw, 
but Mr. Rousseau has had the highest uh, QB pressure rating in the preseason. I'm so glad I was wrong about him. I, I'm so glad. I am so pumped to watch our defensive line play football Bro, this year. I, we haven't had a good D-line since the Mario Williams, Kyle Williams, and like when I say we're back, oh. like... The, the boys are back. We're back. The boys getting, are back. Dude, honestly, like getting getting a six-round pick for Bam Johnson, all that, like that is a testament to the fact that we, we got – I don't know where Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison fit into this defensive line. Right. They're uh, going to they're gonna start week one. J- Jerry Hughes is going to fit for at least one more year. I mean, I go, think Addison's going to be Trent Murphy his last year. Yeah. He's going to be on the team but on the sidelines. Well, lines. I mean, we could probably cut him next year. The issue with this year is it would be $12 million in dead cap. We only have $11 million in space. Right, which is why he's – The only reason he's on the team. Yeah, he's, he's going to be exactly what Trent Murphy was his last year. He was on the team. He didn't play and like and you'll see him like show up randomly in a game and have the game of his life and you'll be like, oh shit. Like Trent's last year, he played really well in a playoff oh, game. Yeah, he was playing for his job. And he got cut the next year because sorry, buddy, we just don't have a spot for you. Yeah. And but it, that's it, a great it, problem. It financially to have. makes sense to not not have you yeah, anymore. It's like a, it's a very good problem to have. Yeah. That I, I don't know where our best pass rusher fits on this defensive line. Right. And I was gonna say, you want to talk about quarterbacks who are replaced by week five. I got some defensive linemen who are probably getting replaced by week five. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I I do think Jerry's got one more good year in him. Oh, um, I think Jerry will still be Jerry. Yeah, like, and, he's gonna he's he, gonna win and be disruptive. But here's the thing: like if Rousseau and Epinesa are hitting home and getting stats, right? Or like we talked about earlier, I can easily see them bumping Rousseau inside. Yeah, for pass rushdowns. I mean, could you could like, we we officially have? a defensive front that if it's third and 10 or longer, you could see Hughes, Epinesa, Rousseau, and Boogie. Right. And just go. Go kill right. somebody. Go murder someone. Meet, oh, meet in the middle. The stunting possibilities. No the shit. Possibilities. No shit. Leslie Frazier's probably just sitting at home with a freaking boner. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Uh, insert the Randy Marsh meme. If you, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. if you know, you know. Wow, we're doing a lot of verbal memes today. <laughs> a lot of verbal the, memes. Yeah, that one's a perfect one. Yeah. Um, I am excited, and I cannot wait for next week uh, where it'll be the return of T-Wave for the AFC East and the Bills season preview for the home opener, which I am already jazzed up to go to. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I cannot wait for Dude, this, any this of this. this season's schedule is sick. We got a bunch of primetime games. We got a game on Halloween. We got like a home game. We on got Halloween. yeah. We got we're costume we're playing party on at Thanksgiving again. Like this this season schedule is freaking sweet. Yeah, this is going to be a badass year to be a Bills fan. And and for the first time, I'm sitting here going, I don't want to see my quarterback get hurt, but if he does, we have another good one. Like, or a guy who who's proven that he can win with trash, right? Who's who's again now going to be playing on the best team he's ever played on? Right? Like he just dissected the Bears, the Bears' starting defense that it we just talked out, about. And it, it turns out when you give guys a lot of talent around them, they too can <laughs> elevate their play. And that was the best part: is our top three offensive weapons weren't on the field that day, yeah. and Mitch and still looked, looked like a world good. beater. He <laughs> looked good. Oh, uh, who are you throwing to? You got you got Dig Sanders and Beasley? I mean, no, you no, know, I got a. Uh, I got Kumro, Davis, and McKenzie. Oh. Straight up, though, dude, you look at even when Josh came out and sl- sl- started slinging the rock, like, everybody was open, man. Dude. Everybody was open. That throw to Gabe Davis. 
first yeah laser beam 37.4 air yards in 1.4 seconds yeah it was quick that's disgusting it was quick and i'm i'm more i was more impressed to be perfectly honest though he was just throwing little hitch routes to the outside and getting eight yards a pop yeah (laughs) like don't get it twisted that that 30 35 38 yard bomb that was freaking sweet yeah it was sweet. The, the 8K camera angle of Gabe strutting in the end zone was That guy cool. needs a little bit work uh, dude, on the panning. Dude, I I thought that was a video game. I know, right? Because like, the first thing I saw was just the I strut, and I was love, like, is I love that the that new Madden? called the 8K camera, and <laughs> some people get so angry about it. It's like, grow up. <laughs> no, it's a joke. Get with the joke. It's going to be all right. That's that's great. Uh, it's going to be a good year. So, I am. Uh, are, I have to ask. Hit me. Are you bringing back the tits? Yeah, I'm bringing back the tits. Got to bring back the tits. Bringing back the tits for sure. Um, Marcel Louis Jacques, Bill's beat reporter, apparently moving on after this year. No kidding. Which is a damn shame because after having Mike Rodak for most, pretty much all my childhood, right? It was nice to have a beat reporter who did really good stuff. So shout out to Marcel. You're gonna be missed, buddy. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but I mean that's that's kind of the 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 pain of having a successful organization, right? That guy writes good stuff for a good team, gets noticed, somebody pulls him up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So shout out to the Bills for helping out that guy too. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Just, we're, Bills are getting everybody paid. I love it. Everyone's getting I paid. I love it. So uh, that'll do it for the NFC North and a little bit of Bills talk there at the end. Uh, have some exciting news coming. Uh, we are going to have a weekend show on an iHeart radio station called You Dig Sports. Uh, so that'll be fun. And I'm going to talk to you about that as soon as we get off the air. Cause I'm going to need help with some content stuff. Lit. Uh, so that'll be on from 10 to 10 AM to 2 PM every Saturday and Sunday going forward. Uh, got to set up the logistics behind that, but that'll be cool. You guys can check, check us out on that. Get more of your, uh, hats, tats and stats talk from the, from Du Bois. And, uh, as always hats, tats and stats part of the BACBP radio network, www.bacbp-radio.com. Go to the sports, uh, go to the podcast page, click on sports. You'll find us right there. And uh, you, as always, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you get your podcast glory from. Uh, Big Diesel, good to have you back, buddy. Glad to be here. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to figure this out more and more often, uh, get kind of a regular rotation back going and go from there with the season starting. Uh, Austin's life is slowing down a little bit because baseball is done, and hopefully we get back to it on a regular basis here. So uh, Love it. Uh, happy, to, happy to have you back. Looking forward to a good season. and uh, Go Bills. Go Bills. We'll catch you guys next week.